Welcome to the Windy City Bender Podcast with your hosts, Noli, Potsy, and Jerem. Well, uh, we're doing the thing now, and uh, we're, we're high tech. So that's why we were off for so long, is because we were trying to figure out how to get this shit going. Watch this so, not work at all. What? I said just watch this not work at all. <laughs> or, or you know, we just we just completely lost track of our lives and we're in a downward spiral. Either or, whichever one it is. So, uh, uh, we're back. Uh, uh, we have substitution today. Uh, we've got uh, good old Tanner coming in for Noli. How are you, Tanner? Absolutely fantastic. You know, welcome to the spiral, boys. Let's spiral on down. Yeah, Noli is uh, Noli. Well, I'm assuming Noli's probably. Uh, Face down, passed out. Uh, he was at a bachelor party last night, so um, I'm assuming that uh, probably gonna need a stomach pump. So, um, and then as per usual, uh, man who sets everything up, Jerem, how you doing? How's it going, boys? I'm excited. I'm excited. This should be a good time. Um, lots of things have happened, obviously, in the 72 months that we've been away. Um, <laughs> But uh, we're going to touch on a lot of good stuff here. Going to touch on a lot of good stuff. The Hawks. Uh, not good stuff. Well, eh, let's, let's, okay. let's call Spade here. I mean, last time that we were on this thing, it was, you know, let's let's hope it doesn't get too bad. And now it's gotten to a point where, like, hey, we can get in. We can yeah. get in. But we probably can't. But, you know, it's, it's a nice little turnaround from the normal, you know, Let's not. Let's hope we're not too bad today. Yeah, it's uh There's a. There's a chance. There's a chance. Like, there's, there's a chance. <laughs> we Basically. gotta win every game from now on, and everyone else has to lose somehow. We are Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber, and the league is what's her face. <laughs> Swanson. So you're saying we have a chance? <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. You know, that's all that's all we need though. Cause the boys are going to the Hawks game tomorrow. It's do or die. Do or die tonight. <laughs> like that's what's up. That's gonna be a great game. I can't wait. So I mean it does come down to they have to win they have to win out, right? Yeah. They're they're six points behind the Colorado Avalanche and they have the last wild card seed right now. And so they need to win all four games to get those eight points, and they need the Avalanche to lose every game from now on because if the Avalanche win one game, I think that they might kick the Hawks out, actually. Well, here's who the Hawks have, too. They have four games left. Winnipeg tomorrow, St. Louis Wednesday, Dallas Friday, Nashville Saturday. Yikes. <laughs> doesn't look great. No. It doesn't look great. But you know what? God damn it. It's exciting. Well, actually, you know what? If they do if they do end up tied in points with Colorado, since the Hawks would have to win four games, they would actually have the tiebreaker if they had regulation and overtime wins. If Colorado only wins one game. So that's yeah. That's cool, but then you also need Minnesota and Arizona to lose all their games too. 
Yeah. I just love Minnesota like, and Arizona play each other tonight. Okay. That's a big well, one. At least one of them's gonna lose. <laughs> but Worst I just you know there is that's a three point game. Yeah. I think the the funniest part is like the Hawks are in the last in the central, but they are above four teams in the Pacific. <laughs> that division is absolute trash. Yeah. Straight trash. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the Blackhawks also, by the way, have the most goals against in the Western Conference. Meanwhile, having 255 goals for, which is third, fourth in the Western Conference. Yep. Which is incredible. <laughs> it's one of the highest in the league. It's like for the goals for. It's just too bad their goals against is just absolute shit. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. If we sign Panarin, it doesn't matter how our defense plays. You know we're gonna be good. You just, we're gonna be just like Dallas. <laughs> I don't know how that's working. The best. The best defense is just offense. Meanwhile, Toronto's sitting there shitting their pants because they have to play Boston again because they don't have defense. But Boston, like, the thing that is crazy, I guess I just don't watch enough Boston games, but I'm like, who do they have? They have Bergeron, uh, Marchand, and then Pasta. And I'm like, who else do they have? But that line is absolutely disgusting, and it doesn't matter who else you have because they're just like – yeah, we're just going to put up, like, four points today between the three of us. Like, no big deal. Like, and we got two Karask and... Do today. Yeah. It was like, like, but that's, like, that line just shits on Toronto. Like, they did that so hard in the playoffs last year. What was it, like... I was watching the Hawks game the other day, and um, it was when they were playing the Sharks. And Pat and Eddie were talking about the Sharks' fourth line and how it's so dominant and everything like that. It's better than a lot of teams, like, second lines. And they were like, we don't think that there's any other line that's like that. And they're like, well, the Boston Bruins fourth line is like that. They got uh, Nordstrom, Nolachari, and uh, David Backus on that fourth line. Oh, yeah. That's a good fourth line. Yeah. I mean, they're just built solid. Like, they don't have, like, big names, like, to fill out the roster. But it's, like, all the guys. I'm looking at their sets. They're, like, they're all contributing, like, in the role. Like, and that's why they're just so sneaky, I think, is because people expect just, you know, the top three guys to do this, but then they, four lines of players that can come out there and just kick your ass. Yeah, I was going to say, they're just, like, always tough. They're a tough, hard-ass team to play. Like, you have, like, the skill line of, like, the first line, and then you have guys that will just beat the shit out of you, and that's just the way Boston's always kind of been. Which is pretty crazy. And speaking of like Nolan Achari, that fight he had against Mackenzie Weger was insane. <laughs> you guys saw that, right? Yeah. What? Um, I people are so soft nowadays. I just I can't handle it. People are getting all upset that he went and he oh he knocked out Paul Byron. He didn't have to do that. Fuck you. Come on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, I thought it was hilarious that. So Mackenzie Weger got pumped by Achari with his left, like just absolutely destroyed. And then when 
Uyghur went against Paul Byron. He destroyed him with his left as well. And I was like, hmm, where was that left hand in the first fight that you were in where you got absolutely just fed? Like, did you forget how to use it? Like, did you train for, like, a week after that, like, or, like, a few days afterwards? And, like, that's how you got Paul Byron? Like, everything he did after that was just with his left hand. He was eating with his left hand. He's fighting with his left just hand. so angry. He's going to wait. His spoon when he's eating cereal. <laughs> just <laughs> of Paul Byron right in front of him. Just... <laughs> I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, did you guys know that since December 16th, the Blackhawks are on a 100-point pace? A 100-point pace? Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice. That was like since that seven <coughs> game or that long losing streak, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of my other favorite things is that, like, probably since that around that time, the Blackhawks have like the number one power play as well as the worst penalty kill. <laughs> yeah, I thought like, I saw, how exciting! I saw is something. That it's games, like though? they're gonna have the worst uh, penalty kill percentage in thirty years or something like that. Hey, if that power play is just that fire, I don't really care about the penalty kill. Well, but and. Until it starts to go quiet like it is now, and you know we're just kind of sitting here with our dick in our hands, losing to the Kings in overtime on a penalty kill. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the Hawks' power play right now is at twenty point six percent, and I mean before Colleton got the team rolling, it was, it was yeah. So you know they're clicking at like thirty, almost forty percent, like at least to kind of balance that out. Like they're almost halfway through the season at like that shit power play, and it's just like it's always fun. Like when you have an insane like first line that basically sits out there for two minutes because they just keep puck control like crazy. When it's Eric Gustafson, Dylan Strom, Alex DeBrincat, then Taze and Kane, you're just like this is fun to watch. <laughs> Anything can happen. And it's a huge reason why both Kane and Debrinkin are now at 40-plus. Kane's had the most power play points ever in his career, like, this year. He's got 30. He's got 30. Brincy Cat's got 24. Taze's got 22. Let's see. I think, like, Kaner, like, during his, like, 106-point season, I think he only had, like, 27 power play points. Where is it? Oh, no, never mind. He had 37. Oh, that was off by 10. That was close. <laughs> but yeah, still, that's all we care about. Hey, close is all that matters, man. I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't know. It. I also wonder how different those numbers, those PK numbers are going to be if Crawford doesn't get hurt again. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder how numbers are going to be if we just start the season with Jeremy Colleton like we probably should have instead yeah. of wait the first two months trying to learn the new system. It's a pretty difficult system to learn, if we're going to be quite honest. Yeah, It's like a, a mesh between man-on-man and zone. Yeah. I mean, also, if you don't start the season with, like, Henry Yokoharji on the first line and then kind of burn him out, and then, like, now Colleton has to, like, keep him in the AHL to make sure that he doesn't go crazy. Like, and he actually like get some good playing time. Like it was, it was a little bit of a mess to start the season, but like, that's why even though like 
they were like basically virtually out of the playoffs like in November, and then they made that huge run, and now we're sitting here only five points out, six points out, and like it's been exciting. It's been really fun hockey to watch too, as much as it's been like absolutely insane fucking games for most of them going over like seven goals. <laughs> like it's it's been Bet fun. The over. What? Bet the over. Um, it's been good shit, though. Here's here's my question, though, too, about this. So it's been exciting to watch this, but is there any frustrations on the line of – I want to do this. with Okay, we're playing ourselves out of a decent draft lottery spot, but we're not playing ourselves into a playoff run. Is there is there any frustration, you know, with that, or is it just kind of like, you know, what take this for what it is as a stepping stone for next year? I think. Oh, you go for it. Well, no, here's just my thing about that: is do they really need a? Obviously, it'd be great, but do they, do they really need like a top ten draft pick at this point? I mean, nope. you've got guys like Debrinket, you've got. Guys like Gustafson, Strome, uh, Perlini, Connor Murphy. I mean, you got younger guys that are coming up. Sakura, Yoki Haru, Boquist is going to come. You know, yeah. we've got these young guys that are coming in. You don't necessarily need those high level draft picks or those higher up draft picks at this point. They need free agents. What I was going to say is like, I mean, you have all the young guys. Like, what's really nice to see is that like they're competing. They're competing for a playoff spot. Like, the only, like, older players we have are, like, the core guys right now. I mean, in Kunitz, but, like, he's gone. Um, but, like, we weren't expecting this to, like, happen at all. Like, this year was, like, the Hawks are expected to be coming last, and, like, that's how the season started. And then it's like, okay, well, they're actually playing really good hockey, and it's really exciting to watch. And then we get to go into next year being, like, shit, we were on a great tear towards the end of the season. Like, if that's what that team can do, like, let's keep that going. Like we don't need to have like that high pick, even if we're going to be like just out of the playoffs. It's like, that's not going to make or break us. Like we're already like, as long as they have, as long as they have some confidence going into the off season and coming into next year as a team going, listen, we had what we needed. We just need to pick it up on the back end. Stop letting up so many goals. And we're fine. Well, it's, it's a complete 180 from the way that the season finished last year. Like, last year was just depressing hockey to watch, and, like, they didn't even look like they wanted to be out there. And this year, it's like they're fighting, and they're having a great time, and it's just a completely different vibe in, the like, the games. It's really uh, just great, you know? And, like, it's exciting to go into next year being, like, you know, we were just on we – were, we were, like, expected to be rebuilding so much, but, you know, like, we just almost – made the playoffs. I kind of hope they still do, but it's really highly doubtful. But you can go into next year just like with that same squad, basically, because you got so many young guys and it's like, now they have another year. Like to break it, just scored 40 fucking goals. And maybe next year he gets 50 and like that it'd be insane. And then you have a whole year with to and Strom, just like magic, just like their baby of like assist goal, assist goal. Like <laughs> They're just absolutely disgusting. I was looking at the like the rankings as of March for like draft prospects and looking around where the Hots would potentially pick. It's got uh, Stan's bread and butter, Victor Soderstorm, Swedish defenseman, top Swedish defenseman in the league, two way player, five foot eleven, 
179 pounds. So you know what? Go where we're supposed to be, get that pick, and go the free agency route for the rest of it. Can you imagine having though like uh Yokiharu, Boquist, Mitchell, and then throwing this like Sorderstrom like into that mix? Mm. Our defense is gonna be so good in a couple of years. Well, we still got Nicholas Bode in too. Yeah. I wish he was our other first round pick from last year. Well, and uh, uh, um, what? <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Who? The guy from Denver that we have, Mitchell. Uh, Blake Dillman, or Hill, or wasn't there's the, we had two Denver guys. It's Ian Mitchell was the one. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that's still in Denver, and then we had one that we uh, signed last year and came up towards the end of the season when we got Sakura with him too. Oh, uh, Hillman. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, isn't he a defenseman? Yeah, and he's been in the A the entire year, and he kind of seems like he's going to be that like kind of forgotten player. You think so? Maybe yeah. like seventh D. Yeah, like I think he just is no. We have so many like. I feel like our far as bad as our defense is, we have so many prospects that could come up that it's just going to be too many guys for too few positions, and we're going to have to start flipping them at some point. Yeah, I just hope they don't like end up flipping like the guys that we really need. You know, like 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 Boquist, like or Yoga Harju, but well, they've got so much cap room right now that they don't necessarily need to trade off any assets at this point. All they need is a defenseman that can play fucking defense in his own zone. That's really oh. all we need. We need somebody who you need like a like a Nicholas Yalmerson? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean you know I, I looking at free agent defensemen, UFA defensemen coming into this year right now. Um, there's Carlson, Tyler Myers, Dave Bomeister, Alex Edler, Mark Mathot, Cronwall, Anthony Stroman, Gardner, um, Mike Dulls, uh, uh, um, <laughs> we could pick up Ruta again if we wanted to, but we don't need somebody long term. I think, I feel like if it could just be like maybe a, a one or two deal, where we could just have some stability on the back end, and then Bokris comes in, and Yahyu settles in, and you know, we could just kind of pick up from there. Yeah, I'm just looking to see like who would be like a good fit. Maybe like a like a Braden Coburn, like he seems like more of like a stay at home kind of guy. I wouldn't be upset if uh, we got Coburn and Strawman, both of them from Tampa. Yeah. Use him as a It's a solid one too. Hmm? Yikes! Oh, Jan Ruda. <laughs> hmm? I'm trying to see like who else there is. Like, who would get Roman Polak? Yeah, Noli's favorite player. Noli would totally agree with that. I'll speak for Noli today. Go with <laughs> Polak. Do you imagine if Roman Polak and Duncan Keith were on the same team? His head would explode. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he's not here, but I'd just like to thank Duncan Keith for that uh, fantasy hockey with W. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a hero. Incredible. <laughs> just absolutely hilarious that that's how that went down. <laughs> of course it was, though. 
Oh what God. a matchup. Yeah, when Noli gets back here, we got a little uh little fancy bet for next year we gotta talk about. Oh yeah. From uh I'm starting to get nervous now that I know that we're growing the fantasy league. Now now I'm starting to get a little bit nervous, but no, <laughs> fine. I'm we're gonna be okay. We're gonna have, there's gonna be some addendums in there, we're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> it'll be fun though, you know. It'll be uh, it'll be more fun with more people, hopefully. Hopefully. Anyway, nobody really gives a shit about the fantasy hockey <laughs> league, but us. So uh, <laughs> okay. So talking about defensemen. Um. Oh, also totally off track, but I'm just looking at overall free agents. Uh, Matt Duchesne has 69 points in 69 games. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Did you see oh. that they still have Duchesne's face on the side of? Uh, Ottawa? Ottawa Stadium. Yeah, don't they still have Mark Stone on there too? And Ryan it was so, so funny. Somebody like somebody was like taking a picture. He's like, "Man, I'm so scared to play this guy tonight." <laughs> and it's just a picture of Duchesne. <clears throat> Fucking hilarious. I was gonna say. Speaking of 69 points, nice. Uh, Alex DeBrinket, 69 goals in his career right now. Brincy Cat. There we go. <laughs> He's just retired. <laughs> just, just be done. <laughs> um, honestly, though, Brinksy Cat, fucking man, forty-one in year two. It's crazy. Do we want to yeah. play? What? What's he gonna get paid? Um, more than no, ever. because what? He's gonna get paid more than everybody. It's hard to find goal scoring like that, especially at like a twenty-one-year-old age. Like, if you look at the top ten goal scorers, he's the youngest one. Yeah. Are Are they treating Brinkett and Strom almost like Taves and Kane? Uh, I don't know if he really trying to keep them together, signing them together. That's what I. Yeah, but I'd say I'd say Brinkett gets more on his contract than. Than Strom would because there's more. I mean, he has a whole another year ahead of him, and it's like maybe it's, I don't know how many years does Strom have left. Is this his last year, or does I he have one he's more? He's got one more. His last so year. they're on the same. They're on the same contract length right now. Here, let me check. No, I I know for sure Strom doesn't doesn't end at the same time as Debrink. Because I was reading something. I can't remember where I was reading it, but they were, they were saying that the Hawks need to sign both at the same time. Um, yeah. If Debrink going to end up getting paid a lot. Strom, after a year, has chance to kind of up the ante a little bit and be like, well, Dubrinkit got all of his points because of me. I mean, I'm the primary assistant, like 99% of them. They so, are. They are. I, they're both our face at the same time. Are they? Really? Yeah. Well, there goes my credibility. I mean... As much as I'd, I'd like to believe that, like, Dabrinkit probably gets paid more, I think they might get probably the same deal. It probably is, like, a Tane or, or and Taves, Kane and Taves so. situation. Like, like it would be I, – I could see that happening. I mean, they're pretty much the future. Like, it's funny because, like, like, Strom is, like, the center playmaker, but, like, can score as well. Who's drafted third overall? And Taves is like the center two-way forward that was drafted third overall. <laughs> but then Dabrinkit's not like a first overall pick. But we all know like he's definitely should have been like a top five pick in that draft. Like I said, going to bring up the 2016 draft, baby. 
no worries. <laughs> Only other, I mean, it sucks. Like you had an American board player first overall that that draft year, which was uh, Austin Matthews. You know, Kaner was an American board player drafted first overall in his draft. So, there are little similarities. <laughs> Tore it up in the juniors. You know, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um. Moving on real quick, uh, let's talk about Eric Gustafson because absolutely, wow. what uh, a year! Guy's just a monster. A yeah, seven goals, thirty nine assists for fifty six points in seventy five games, uh, and it all kind of turned around for him when he got put in his plate. Yeah, I mean. I think it was uh like last year towards the end of the season, like I would like they they were just rotating defensemen through like crazy, and I remember watching Gustafson towards the end of the year, and it was just like he would skate the puck up, and then he would just dish it off to Kane, and Kane would do something, and they go back and forth. And I'm like, oh cool, this is great chemistry. And then like finally they start the year with him like doing that, and I was like, oh they're still doing this, they can still do this, and then he's putting up points like crazy. Then like he gets that first line power play and just like takes off from there. And what a season he has had. And he's got an absolute misser from the point. And the awesome thing about it is it finds a way through all the time. It barely ever gets blocked. It's like, I, want, I think that he might be like one of the league leaders in defensemen and goals. I just looked it up the other day. He's, he's tied for second right now. He's tied for second. Morgan yeah. Riley's in first with 20, but he's tied yeah. with Mark Giordano with 17. And, like, I mean, Morgan Riley and Mark Giordano are pretty fucking good. Yeah. So that's pretty great. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> obviously the power play being good was a huge contributor in that, but – he was a huge contributor as to why the power play was good. You know, absolutely. The whole thing runs through him at the point. Oh yeah. Huge fan. He's um, the perfect quarterback for that power player. How do you guys feel about poor uh, Dylan Sakura? Uh, kid is just never going to score a goal in his life ever. Uh, I mean, what was it? Was it last year or was it two years ago that wasn't it? Riley Shan. Didn't score a goal the entire season, and then he potted two in the last game. Look out for Dylan Sakura on um, the last so many game chances that are just great. What's up? He said great chances at the last uh, in the last week or so, and he just can't bury. He's been getting stopped by the toe of every goalie that he has faced lately. <laughs> he just needs to. Right. You get an empty net situation, and he just needs to go out there and just sit in front of the net and just whatever <laughs> goes in, just tip. He might Patrick Stefan the the puck though. He might just completely <laughs> muff it. He's oh, he's thinking about it so much. Don't put that on him, boats. I'm not putting it on him. I'm just saying, if I'm him and I'm 32 games just this year, he played another what like 10 last year. He played five last year. Sure, totally. Doubled it. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm 40 games into my NHL career, and I haven't scored a single goal. Yet. You know, 
especially when he's had time on like the first line with like the big boys and still hasn't found a way to get points when they're still putting up points. And I'm just like, <laughs> I think he's just like, he needs that one to break it open. And oh, then it's like, and then it's, it's the goal that also gives him like that sigh of relief. To like, okay, we did it. And now it's like, now we can play our game, you know, like, well, part of me doesn't want him to score this year because he's going to feel great and be like, yes, done. <laughs> I mean, if if they get that win streak going, these four game win streak, and then make it to the playoffs, and maybe not going into the playoffs, baby. And he's just like <laughs> last game of the season, scores the game winner, and he's like, playoff Sakura's back, baby. Let's go. He <laughs> 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 just fucking takes the Hawks to the promised land, scoring a hat trick every game in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I feel bad. Kid. I just want to score. I just get excited whenever he's got the puck in the stick, and I'm just like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. It's yeah. Not it. <laughs> it's like I'm slowly, slowly getting less excited each time. I'm like, how is it going to get stopped this time? <laughs> yeah, you said it's just uncomfortable to watch. I mean, it's just like, oh, you said get a Tanner, and you're just like, you, a- you text the group, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, until it happens, like, anytime he turns to the puck, I'm not even just going to get any emotion. Like, just let it fucking happen. Like, ah. <sighs> Fingers crossed for him. I hope he gets it this year, actually, because like, how demoralizing would it be to go through like the whole season without it? Virtually two seasons and no goals. No, not virtually two seasons. He went five go- five games last year. Like, it's not one season. <laughs> and I mean, what he's only played? Not he hasn't even played this whole season. He's only played like what thirty something games. Thirty-two. How many? Three two. Yeah. So like still a young career. Yeah. Yeah. True, true, true. Um let's move on from the Blackhawks and let's start talking about um Race. Played, uh well no. Uh because they played LA last night. Let's talk about Drew Doughty. <clears throat> just going off. Oh, yeah, yeah, This <laughs> guy. I don't know what burr was shoved up his bum hole, but holy cow, did he wake up on the wrong side of the bed. He yeah. went after anybody and everybody. What? It was incredible. Did they ever say what kind of prompted that? Uh, well, the Kachuk stuff, that's known. Well, he, he's always hated Kachuk. Yeah. Yeah, that was like they were playing them later in the day. Yeah, but what did it? What did Burns do to him? <laughs> he was just the Norris Trophy thing. And, like I guess they t- they asked him about the Norris Trophy, and then he said it was like a joke because like Brent Burns is like one of the top nominees probably based on points, and he's just like, oh yeah, he's one of the nominees. But you go watch his game, and he's fucking giving up, like, three different, like, defensive opportunities where he can't stop somebody. But, you know, he goes and scores, and they're like, Norris Trophy right there. Yeah, I have I have yeah. the tweet right here. It's from Eric Francis. I'm guessing he – I don't know who he covers. But Dowdy endorses Giordano as the Norris frontrunner and takes swipe at Brett Burns. Giordano has 72 points. He plays good defense. Burns gets beats three times a game, literally, and everybody has him up for Norris. I just don't get it. Lighten up, Francis. 
uh yeah as i saw that i'm just like was that like i had asked like like was that real like is he really like that i know because it? just it was just out of nowhere and i feel like dowdy's not the uh, the kind of person to just like randomly go on on somebody you know it something had to have happened for it to get to that point i, don't, I just don't know what it is but what's also funny about him saying that is i was just looking up who's in the running for the green jacket this year and he's in second place Oh, <laughs> who's in first? I love the uh, the running for the green jacket. That's one of my. Favorites. Who was it? Buffalo uh, Ristolainen. Oh, oh wow! Smith. So, so you, I he's mean, like a minus forty two, and now he's like a minus thirty something. Oh. So the green jacket for everybody that doesn't know is like the Masters. Like you get a green jacket for winning, and typically if you win in golf, you have like the lowest score. So any players that are in the minus are pretty much in the running for the green jacket. And the lowest minus player, aka not a good fucking thing, takes home the green jacket for the season. That's always hilarious. Like I, I love those like really weird, dumb kind of like fan trophies that are just made up. Uh, I, I wish they would embrace it. I wish there ago. actually was a, gr- a jacket being passed around. Sure well, there was, remember, like, two or three years ago, it was with the Avalanche. I think um, Landis Cog and um, uh, Duchesne were the two going forward or something like that. And they went uh, they went golfing at the after the season ended, and, like, Landis Cog handed the, the jacket over to Duchesne because he beat it by, like, one minus something like that. That's amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love it. Uh, I was going to say, like, back to the – the Drew Doty, Doughty, Doughty thing. I, uh, like after looking at or hearing those like comments, I was just like, I had found it on like Reddit. And then somebody, somebody was like, wow, like Doughty's being kind of like a little bitch. And then somebody's <laughs> like, oh, you think that's the only time? Like here's this video of audio of him on the ice. And he just sounds like the whiniest little bitch. And I was just like, oh, I had no idea. <laughs> like, I'll have to send that to you guys because it's just like insane about how much he just like cries about shit. Like some of them I can get like the calls were like really like shitty, but he like, I'm like, wow, like (laughs) that is like a whimper and a half. (laughs) He's just realizing what he signed that long-term deal to and what he's going to be stuck with for the duration of it. And he's just taking it out on everybody else. Doesn't matter. Got paid. Yeah. Got two cops. Got paid. Oh shit! Um, you know who else is gonna get paid? A lot of people. <laughs> well, I thought you guys were actually gonna start guessing. No, that's fine. Oh, Braden Point. I was just about to say, just about everybody on Tampa Bay because they're an absolute monster. Yeah, they're a joke of a hockey team. <laughs> they they are in that that season that is so perfect for them because everybody fits. But then it's kind of like the Hawks in 2010 where it's like, now everybody needs to get paid. Make it work. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here, so no, good I, shit, though. What? Looking at, <laughs> looking at their, like, who they have to sign, they're actually in fucking good shape. The one that they're really going to have to worry about on the offensive side is points. Yeah. But Brain Point also leads their team in goals. Yeah, but and, like I mean, and their entire defense. 
don't know. We'll, it's I don't know. Like they're not in a terrible situation. Like I think San Jose is in a terrible situation, <laughs> but like Tampa can like make it work. Plus, like their team is so stacked. Like if they do lose like one person, like I'm sure they'll be okay. Like they they just get guys out of nowhere. Like they had Marchessault like a few years ago, and it's like. Nobody remembers that. Like, like they just let him go. Like they can, they can somehow just replace these guys that are just putting up points like out of nowhere. Well, here's here's my thought on it. I think this is the year that Tampa they have to win the Stanley Cup this year because everything, like you said, Tanner, was just going so perfectly. Is they're going to get sixty wins? They're at fifty nine, fifteen, and four with four games left. <clears throat> They're an absolute wagon. It's oh, the, yeah. They have to win the Stanley Cup because if they get knocked out in like the second round again this year, they're going to turn to and be that team that's like they are never going to win. They also, like, they've just been rolling this whole season too, and it's going to be tough to stop them like in the playoffs. Like, I think that the only way they're going to be able to get stopped in the playoffs is if like some team – needs to basically pull a win out of their ass that they never should have won and just completely demoralize the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, like, hopefully they, like, can win three more after that one. Like, like because you still got to beat them four fucking times, and, like, that's going to be hard as shit. <laughs> I think Boston is the only one that's able to do it. I would say, if they can get once they get past that second round, I don't see a team in the East... That's going to beat them. No way. No one's deep enough on either side, offensively or defensively. Boston is the only one that can compete with them offensively. Uh, and their, their back end could end up being pretty shoddy every now and again. And whoever comes out of that, the Metro, like, second round, you know, where they end up facing the conference finals, that, that is going to be a, a fight, I think, between, you know, Washington, the Islanders, Pittsburgh. Um, Columbus, like, I mean, they're getting, whoever plays in that's going to beat Well, Columbus shit. might end up playing Tampa Bay in the first round. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, yeah. I flipped it wrong. But regardless, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's completely possible that yeah. it, it might not be Columbus, but like it's either Columbus or, or Carolina. Well, that, like, that playoff race for that final wildcard spot is pretty intense in the yeah. East. Carolina is yeah. 93 points. Um, Columbus is at 92 and then just underneath them is Montreal also at 92 and all three of them played yesterday and all three of them won. Yeah. Montreal has only three games left though. Yeah. The other yeah. two. And Montreal, oh. uh, played Columbus twice in like the past two weeks or something like that. And they lost both times. Which also, I, don't, I don't know if you see this too, but it's not looking too good. Montreal has to play Tampa in their next game. Oh. And, and then Columbus has to play Buffalo. <laughs> oh, Jesus, does Tampa um, does Tampa go for the the win record, or do you think uh, they turn it down a little get... bit? What they just got to win, like four, like the last four, right? Like sixty two games in a season is like the win record, and they're at fifty nine right now. Yeah, well, I, thought I thought it was sixty two. I'll double check. But if they if they have a chance for it, I say go for it. When, yeah. When's the next time you're going to be able to break that? It's not too bad. I mean, 
They won the President's Trophy like two weeks ago. <laughs> Have they always done like the presentation midseason for the President's Trophy? No, I don't remember that ever happening. That's okay. So that wasn't just me that thought that was weird. No, I, I thought it was weird as well. Yeah, it's 62. That uh, that was super weird. Um, that almost kind of gave me PTSD of the, the banner raising in Nashville, but not, not as close. Um, that was, uh, I don't know, I felt like mostly unnecessary. <laughs> they did that, and then they did yeah. Stamkos, um, uh, all-time scoring leader, like, presentation too, like, back-to-back. Like, yeah. All-time scoring leader or, or goal? Like, goal. Or, like, he, goal yeah, he's got the yeah. most goals now. Catholic. Yeah. That I'm fine with. Yeah, that I was Dude, fine. It just seemed yeah. weird that they did both. Yeah, do that. But then to kind of be like, oh, also, here's your... Get out of here. What is this? This is about Stamkos. Um... <laughs> um I mean, they don't have, like, much history, so I'm sure they're celebrating everything that they get, you know. Um, talking about games that are going on uh, that have uh, semi-playoff implications, um, looking at uh, the Boston game going on tonight, they're playing Detroit. Um, that one doesn't really have too many playoff implications, more so just kind of Boston making sure they're staying in the second spot in the Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to watch that game because if Marchand gets three points in that game, <laughs> Dice is losing his third bet to Vito. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. You should have seen when um, what's-his-face um, got, like, five points in one game. Dry cycle. Tavares. Five point oh. points in one game. Yeah. Oh. I thought you were talking about Tavares. No, sorry. Tavares, four goals. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, Tavares four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was actually back to back days because it was Tavares with four goals, and then the next day it was Drysaddle with five points. So he lost the Tavares one because he ended up getting forty five goals, and then he got uh, Drysaddle at a hundred points. Oh my god, I was in tears. He was sitting there going four points in one game. Who does he think he is, Wayne Gretzky? Jesus Christ! I was losing it. It was great. Oh man, yeah, you're sending those snaps. I was like, I wish I, I've never wanted to be somewhere so bad in my life. That was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I was what? 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 I mean, like, if I was him, I'd probably take those bets too. But like, holy shit, what a like end to the season where it's like, all right, so close, like it can just not happen, and then in one day, it's like, why would you? <laughs> why would you? Where did this and that's okay. So the the bets were Tavares had to get forty five goals. Um, Dice bet that he wasn't going to get forty five goals against Vito. Um, and then the other bet that he and Vito had were uh, oh they actually had an addendum to that one. If Tavares got fifty goals, he had to buy Vito an extra case of Labatt. Um, I don't think fifty is going to end up happening because I think he's still stuck at forty five. But. Um, the other bet that they had was uh, he didn't think that five players are going to hit 100 points by the end of the year, and Vito was like, absolutely they are. So they laid down the bet, and that was for tequila, I think. So, um, And right now there's four, and Marshawn's at 97. Um, 
Let's see. So many uh, guys right there, too. Marshawn's at 97. McKinnon's at 95. Crosby's at 94. Crosby's going to be my dark horse. He still has a lot of games left. He still has seven games left. Really? Pittsburgh has seven games left? No. No, they oh, he's four. only played in 75. They have four, four games Yeah, left. okay. <laughs> I was like, I get the fuck out of here. They have fucking seven four. games left. I don't remember him missing any games. Um, so they only have four games left, but still, he's my dark horse because he could just kind of turn it on. And I was talking to Dice about it, and he was just like, I'm, I'm freaking out about Crosby. I, I think he's going to be the one. I'll tell you, end of the, se- end of the season, playoff Crosby is like a whole different fucking beast. Well, like, the one thing, I, I think you're right about Marshawn. Marshawn needs to put up three tonight because if they win tonight, they're like in that spot solid and they probably just don't even need to play their guys. Like, well, he's playing Detroit too, so. Yeah, so like if, if they win, like maybe the next three games he doesn't even play in just to like save him for the playoffs, like try not to get hurt. Like they're in, they're, stu- they're locked in that spot. I don't think that uh, Toronto could reach him if they went out. Yeah. Or they they would I don't know that's all whatever <laughs> I hate like looking too far into the future which is only like four games from now <laughs> like ah, well you know they, you know, they only win one like whatever <laughs> um talking about dry before um oh yeah are they um are they just gonna dig a hole and get out of Edmonton or you know are they just gonna the league, need, the league needs to step in and make a trade. <laughs> like, like to make the Gretzky move? Yeah. Like, yeah. We need to send McDavid to like an American spot that needs somebody, like like Arizona. <laughs> if, if. Arizona needs to trade their entire team for McDavid and Tobias Reeder. Unfortunately. <laughs> reader i forgot about what happened <laughs> asked for no reason yeah. well well you know what's funny he was drafted by edmonton i don't think he played a game there and then went to arizona did pretty well and i guess he was in la for a season and then edmonton signed him because he's like a, a german-born player and like they were like oh maybe he'll get like some chemistry with dry and just, like, hasn't done anything. And they're like, we expected him to score 16 goals. It's like, he didn't really do that since, like, Arizona, like, a few years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's kind of, I feel like, I don't, I haven't really seen him play recently. But, like, I feel like it's, like, me being, like, I expected Kruger to get about 15 goals this year and about 15 assists, you know. Uh, and that's, he's the, that's the reason we're not in the playoffs. Chilling at four goals and 12 assists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or Chris Kunitz. Let's, uh, I was like, where's he been? Don't even fucking like, he, say he's that. He's always dude. putting up stellar seasons. Like, what about this year? <laughs> really hoping that one would pan out. Um, <laughs> if I'm McDavid and Dreisaitl, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm, I'm trying, obviously, I'm trying to get out of Edmonton, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the breaking would have been the Miko Koskinen signing. I think at that point, I'm like, yep, I'm, uh, I am officially done with this organization. I'm out. <laughs> I want nothing left to do with this. Is that a joke? I don't know if you remember, but Miko Koskinen did record a shutout against the Blackhawks, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he did. That's that's extremely accurate. It was also back in November when they were awful. True. <laughs> that was right before they started scoring like a shit ton of goals. <laughs> yeah. So, um, really not a good situation for the both of them in Edmonton. I mean... Come on, 
I mean, Leon Dreisaitl has 47 goals. McDavid has 40 goals. Dreisaitl's got oh, fucking over 100 point. points. Like, Yeah, they both have over 100. <laughs> and you should, if you have two players with over 40-something goals and over 100 points, your team should get into the playoffs. Now, that's super... Like Blackhawks are virtually in the exact same boat <laughs> with Debrinket and and Kane. Although Debrinket's only chilling at seventy four points, but still, um, well, Debrinket and Taze are both at like almost a point per game, while Kane's also at a hundred something. And I don't think anybody else is like close to a point per game on Edmonton. That's true, but I think that's the same situation. It's like, man. They've been putting up points, but we're not in it. But I think everybody's been really putting up points, too. Like, either have, like, a lot of teams that are really balanced, or you have, like, the teams like us and Edmonton who have, like, three, like two or three really big scores, and then everyone else is kind of, like, middle of the pack. I don't know. Well, talk about a team who's – I wouldn't even say that they're they're middle of the pack in anything – um, individually, and they're in a playoff spot. Is is their leading scorer is Clayton Keller with forty six points. Oh, yeah. They don't have a single, not a single player on their team has over seven, over twenty goals. They're at uh, uh, Richardson and Galchenyuk are at seventeen each. It's unreal that they're even in a playoff, like race at this point well how many shorties do they have though yeah (laughs) (laughs) shorties their penalty kill is bound to score on you almost more than your power play is going to score on them 9 10 13 15 16 16 shorties this year like i want to know and but like how many penalty kills like how many penalties did they take that they scored 16 power or penalty like shorties yeah, I want to know how many power play goals they gave up. I need well, more stats. Their their <laughs> kill is the number one in the league. I think it's at like eighty three percent at number one, and that's all without Ranta for like eighty percent of the season. Eighty four point nine percent is their penalty kill, number one in the league. Yeah, crazy. All that's without good. Ranta, they've been riding Darcy Kemper and. Um, uh, Calvin Pickard for the past, like... Live Calvin Pickard? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I re- Well, like, the crazy thing, too, is, like, their penalty kill is, like, Michael Grabner, who, if you if you throw an air pass, he's gone. Breakaway. Done. Does not matter. Like, that man is insane. <laughs> he somehow <laughs> so learned to score breakaways. on the breakaway this year. He's what? He somehow <laughs> he somehow learned to score on the breakaway. Wasn't he the one that when he was in the Rangers, like he'd have like so many fucking breakaways, but he could never fucking finish oh, it. Might have been. Yeah. Well, he is insane. <laughs> he's got okay. Let's talk about this real quick. Like he's got six. He has nine total on the season. He's only scored three goals, not shorthanded. <laughs> really? <laughs> Swear to God, he's got nine goals on the year. Six of them of of the shorthanded variety. That's insane. That's, that's unbelievable. That's so that's stupid. That's that's a good penalty kill, man. <laughs> PK. Uh, and like, also they have Nicholas Yalmerson. 
Yeah, put Thomason on the back end. Like he could be out there by himself on a penalty kill, and they wouldn't even need a goalie. And it's just like <laughs> it's done. Like he's so good with one hand on his stick. He's just like no, 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 swatting everything away, you just know. blocking shots. Like he's like, all right, cool, penalty kill's over. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I don't understand how Arizona, 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 Arizona's doing it though, because they they haven't been healthy all year long. No, they haven't. They were out. Uh, Jacob uh, Chikrin, one of their top defensemen, and he's a beast. Jason Demers has been out for a while. Uh, Derek Stepan got hurt for a little bit. Um, Nick Maltz ended up uh, also is now getting paid. I, yep. I don't know how I feel about that deal. We'll talk I, about was it 5.85 or 5.75 for seven years? I don't know, like but it's a lot for somebody who really hasn't proved himself, especially on that team just yet. Um, there well, he's, is, got, he's got one fifty-point season. Let me remind you. No, I understand that, but that was <laughs> being on a line with Patrick Kane, um, and Christian Dvorak, who was one of their top players last year, uh, yeah. just started coming back recently. So he just got a new contract this year too for like four point four or something. Yeah, and that one was a little bit more team friendly, but. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's it's insane that they've been hurt all year long, and are still in the hunt. Still, up they're, they're just taking taking advantage of the situations they're in. They're not letting the, these close games go. That's yeah. I mean, they they're they're fighting. How many one game one goal games have the Hots lost this season that? we would be in the same situation, if not like in a better situation, you know? Not even one goal games that they lost, but they allowed the other team to get appointment. Right. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Big games, too. Like, can't happen. Can't happen. Like the Colorado game uh, last Sunday. Ended up going into overtime and they won it, but you're giving them an extra point. What? You said Toronto? Oh, I said Colorado. Oh, Colorado, sorry. It was like a little mix-up. I heard Ada or Ada. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, still that Colorado game. Thank you, Duncan Keith. All about it. <laughs> Just as many times as we can mention that in, in the podcast today as possible would be great. Um, oh, I just looked at Arizona's contracts and I see Hosa. You just looked at Arizona's what? Contracts and Hosa's there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. He's sad. Uh, up this year, so the Hawks can sign him. Man. All right. Well, crazy, so. crazy, crazy stuff. Um, last thing uh, on my end, Ovi hits fifty again. Well, I was gonna say, who do you think makes the playoffs with this like little race? Like, let's just kind of like, who do you think is gonna make it? Right, just East or, or both? Both. I mean, right now for the East, it's it's the only team that's not out of it that's not in the wild card is just Montreal because Philadelphia got eliminated like last night or something. And then I mean, we still got in the West. It's Chicago, Minnesota, Arizona on the outside looking in, but still part of it. I but, think I think the West. What how the West is the West, right now is it's same. set. How it is right now. You yeah. think that's how it's going to end up? Yeah. I honestly kind of hope Arizona squeaks in over Colorado. Just uh, 
just because central hate. Yeah. <sighs> I, think, um, I think everything in the wild card is going to be set. My, uh, I don't know, uh, crazy thought here. I think St. Louis is going to win the division. Do you really think so? They're two points behind Winnipeg. They've got a game in hand uh, on Nashville, who's in front of them. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that tight. I haven't been looking at the top of the standings because, you know, that's not where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, I think they're going to win in the division. Man. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Well, what are their next few games? Us. <laughs> I don't know, but if they... That gives that first round series to be Winnipeg Nashville. That'd be crazy. They have Colorado tomorrow. They have Blackhawks Wednesday. Philly uh Phillies. Flyers on Thursday and then Vancouver on Saturday. They can totally do that. I just really hope Duncan Keith spoils it for them again, like they like he did last year. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a, uh, just a spoiler. Um, I just I, want to point out that the Canadians, who have three games left and are tied with uh, Columbus right now, do you want to guess who their next three games are against? I know one of them's Tampa. Yep. Uh, then it's Washington and Toronto. I'm going to say that the East is pretty much set where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help them that they... They had one uh, one game in hand, or they they are they don't have a game in hand on Columbus yeah, yeah. Carolina. That doesn't matter. I honestly think that they might have a better chance. Uh, oh no, never mind. That's a lie. And Columbus, so Columbus got Buffalo tonight, Boston Tuesday, Friday they have the Rangers, and Saturday they have Ottawa. God, I was kind of hoping Columbus wasn't going to make it just because of how hard they went in at the deadline. Yeah. Um, anybody else upset that Carolina's done with the... Uh, um, the surge? Yeah, the surge. I mean... I'm glad they're not going to do it in the playoffs. playoffs. I'm glad they're not doing it in the playoffs. But I kind of want them to. Can you, imagine, can you imagine a surge if they won the Stanley Cup? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, well, Carolina, I mean, they can still miss out, but they have two of their last four games are against the Devils in Philadelphia. Yeah, and they also have Pittsburgh, Toronto, Toronto and Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. they really they really just need to win, like, two of them pretty much. I mean, I just don't see Montreal winning all three that they have left, but, you know. No, I think I think the playoff pitchers said it's just a matter of who's going to play who at this point. Where, right? Oh, just like the seeding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it could end up being that Pittsburgh ends up getting a wild card spot, and Carolina comes up into uh, into their place. We say this. Before. I would absolutely find it hilarious if Pittsburgh ended up being a wild card team, and then had to play like Washington in the first round. That would be hilarious. Fuck the like, seating too. By the way, I still hate the seating. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Dumb. Yep. I liked it. Oh man, if we could talk about that, I don't know. That's too much time, though. But I love the old playoff format. <laughs> the one, what, the one, one through eight? eight. Yeah. 
Yeah, with the three divisions and top three, or like top one in each division is one through three, and then it's the rest of them are just four through eight. Yep, yep I like that. People are throwing around the, the one through 16 mixed idea. I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I hate that. There will only be one. I, I, you should have to win your conference before yeah. you go up against the Stanley Cup finalists. Like, I agree. There'd only be one difference, and Colorado would be out and Montreal would be in if they did one through 16. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. That's I don't Tampa, like that at all. Tampa, plus, Bay, plus. Tampa Bay would play Dallas. Calgary would play Vegas. Those Boston. are those are like a Tampa Dallas series is something that I would never watch. But like, those are also like could be like shit travel like in like yeah, ruined, like suck. playoff schedule. Because look at like oh, yeah. one matchup would be Pittsburgh San Jose. If, if like, uh, yeah, first yeah, but like in the earlier rounds, you want like games like every uh, every day, and like if you're getting like every other day from some teams, like just because of like travel reasons, it's going to be. Kind yeah, of a pain in the ass. It would probably just extend the playoffs way longer than it needs to be. It just needs to go back to one through eight. Yeah. Top two teams in each division get one and two, and then it's just three through eight, just straight up whoever's yep whoever's got the most points. That'd be nice because I would love to see like different kind of playoff matchups. Like it's getting tiring to see like the same teams playing each other in the first round, and then like even like last year. With with Nashville and Winnipeg being the top two teams in the league, and they're a second round matchup, and it's like at least get them to the third round at this point. Like they they've earned it, you know. Like like if they're gonna win the, all it, the games, like they shouldn't have to go against I mean, each other. It, it just ruins like their revenue for like these like the playoffs, like basically. Are, are the are these games really even creating any rivalries? Also, I know that was the whole point of them trying to make this this playoff format is to create new rivalries and things like that. Is that even happening? But it's new rivalries. You're playing your conference, your division all over again after you play it, them. You're seeing Washington, Pittsburgh play each other over and over again. You're seeing Boston, Toronto playing each other over and over again. I mean, it's not really creating anything new. I Winnipeg, Nashville has been playing each other for forever. I mean, yeah, I guess you could say it created Vegas and San Jose as kind of a rivalry, but they're in the but same Vegas is new anyway. Like, <laughs> it's dumb. Yeah. I mean, it's the playoffs. Like, it's not like if you put them against a rival, it's going to be like a tougher game. It's the fucking playoffs. Like, they're going to go hard as hell no matter what. And, like, there's going to be anger and aggression and, like, a lot of emotion, like no matter who you're playing against, you're not going to like find teams that are like, Oh, you know what? We're not rivals. Let's just have a great game. And let's all like, like high five each other and congratulations. Hey, that's a really nice goal. You guys scored on us there. Okay. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, uh, not the biggest fan of it, but oh well. Um, Jeremy, we got some riding pines. Yeah, we do. You're riding the pine pony, pal. All right. Yep. No, okay. Yeah. Ready? I'm going to them up. All right. So the first one comes from Cornman Five Thousand, and I know who this is. And this was actually a debate in my work for a little bit. What? This is the Nets' great, de- Nets' great debate. What are two? What two animals make up a zonkey? 
zebra and a donkey? Yeah, zebra and a donkey. Yeah. This, that's what it is, but the person that submitted this says it's a monkey and a zebra. No. <laughs> then it would be a zonkey. You would say it differently. Yeah. You said, said literally this. Zonkey. You said literally the same thing. No, you no, said zonkey. The, the first time you said it, you said zonkey. Zonkey. Donkey. Yeah. Donkey and monkey. Zonkey. And then you said, what if it's a monkey? Then it would be zunkey. Zunkey. All right. All right. So that was <laughs> uh, a stupid one. Over. So Fuck there you off. go. All right. So the <laughs> next one is from, is this still a thing? Question mark. Subject is history. If you could go back to any hockey game in hockey history and experience it live, what game would it be? So let's do a general game and one NHL game. I think our general game, we all might have the same one. Oh, 1980. Yeah. US fix. Yeah. That's yeah. what I figured. That would be like the general against, one. Against Soviet. Yup. Yeah. Yo, if I was there, that'd be so sick. <laughs> so now one game from NHL history. I'll start. And I'm including all-star games. I want to go to when the anthem cheering began. In Chicago. That's a good one. Mm. Be there for that first anthem. So you're talking about when it began in the playoffs, not the 91 All-Star game? Was it the playoffs that started or was it the All-Star game? It started like in the 80s. In the 80s, um, they played the Oilers and the fans just started going nuts out of nowhere. Okay, so then, all right, whenever. I thought it was that All-Star game. Okay, so when the first time, that first anthem, I want to be for that one. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Um, I think mine. I have a different one than you guys do. Um, is the 2010 uh, gold medal when Crosby scored? Ooh. I would love to be at that one, even though they lost. What an incredible game! Um, but I think the the one NHL game that I would want to go to is when the Hawks won the cup at home in 2015. I would want to go to that one. Just because, I mean, that's, that's been a dream, yeah. you know, for, for I don't even know how long to see them win it. Not just win it, but like win it at home. I mean, that one, I don't know about you guys, that one felt different for me. Like, I was yeah. like overly emotional after that one. Yeah, that was great. Ooh. All right. So <laughs> this is going to be really weird. <laughs> it's not a Hawks game. <laughs> um, it's actually. A Detroit and Blues game. It's uh, where Steve Eiserman gets yes. the puck, goes past the blue line, claps it bar down, yes. and goes absolutely insane. The the Gretzky has it, loses it, bam, bingo. It just mass insanity. Just because like Steve Eiserman's one of my favorite players of all time, and like to watch the Blues lose. With the best player of all time, which just yeah, so fucking good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that just like gives me chills. Like just like I can imagine just that that also that camera angle that they have of that shot is just oh, so yeah. perfect. And it just bing and then gloves up, going crazy. And I was oh, love it. I <laughs> would love to see that. <laughs> so what would your Hawks want to have been? Um 
don't know. Like, I, I mean, the first one is just going to be like 2010 Stanley Cup, like in Philly, like when no one knows that the game's over, and you're just like, I, I, I fucking. When I was at, I was at home when I watched it. I was watching with my dad, and then I saw it happen, and I was like, "Oh, it's in!" And I jumped up on my coffee table, went, <laughs> "Fuck yes!" And then I went, "See you later, Dad!" And just ran out the door and <laughs> fucking went to the bars. <laughs> just like, back. Just like, absolutely, like that was amazing. Now I would love to just be in Philly, especially like with all the Philly fans and, and just being like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I think another good Hawks one would be the, the Calgary comeback. I was thinking that one too. That was this, that was what started that whole season. And I was like, they're winning it. Like that Seabrook fucking OT winner. Ooh. Jeremy, I'm pretty sure I was texting you throughout that game. Yeah. Was- Cause I was I was at something for for hockey. I was like, keep me updated. I can't watch. <laughs> You're like, stop now. You can stop updating me on things. And then you did, and it was five to four by the time that I realized what was going on. And I was like, what the fuck? Why haven't you updated piece of shit? You told me not uh, to. You're like, be done with it. Yeah. You know what? Also, be a really good game. Any one of the Western Conference Finals against the LA Kings. Oh yeah. God, yeah. That was just really good hockey. <laughs> that, uh, that except for except for that one, except for that one where Nick Letty and that I wouldn't want to go that one. <laughs> no, I don't although I wouldn't trade it, I definitely would. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't trade going to see one of. The, uh, I don't know us up at the lake watching it. That one year, twenty thirteen. Yeah, that was the fucking perfect. The heartbreak, Sally. Yeah. I think another really good uh, non-NHL one, um, Paul Korea off the floor on the board. I love the no, okay. Or none. I meant non-Blackhawks. Sorry, yeah. non-Blackhawks. Yeah, no. That's uh, a that would be on the board. Awesome that to see plays back track. Yep. Detroit, Colorado, brawl. Yeah. Ooh. Which yeah. one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> take your pick. One, like. one <laughs> Dealer's I want to be—I want to be the camera guy that was right in between the benches, going, "Uh oh, <laughs> oh." Yeah, can you imagine something like that happening now with like fucking Pierre in the in the glass, like? Oh <laughs> uh, no! Uh, just touching on it real quick, uh, Pierre—the uh, gif of him almost dying when the puck went uh, <laughs> past his face, like literally just went. <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's good well, stuff. That was a good one. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're we're back in action here. Oh, this was number fifty-two, by the way. Yeah, Brandon Bullock. I don't know if I see. Brandon Bullock. Uh, the Brandon Bullock. Uh, we're back in action. Champion. Hoping to be back uh, a little bit more frequently now. Uh, Tanner, always happy to have you uh, join the pod. Repping the uh, repping the merch. Yup, yup. How are ya? Good stuff. Boys, it was fun. Any final words? Uh, we got to get four. Everybody else has to get zero. Let's do it. <laughs> <That's>, oh, <laughs> my money's on the hog. No, it's not. All right.
We'll see y'all later. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye. Follow the guys on Twitter at WCBP, on Instagram, WCB Podcast, and like them on Facebook, the Windy City Benders Podcast. The Windy City Benders Podcast.